Well, good morning, good morning. It's uh, Tuesday, October 18th, 2022. Tuesday, October 18th, 2022. Long show yesterday. Covered a lot of stuff, though. Uh, Sorry if you missed it, but today will be shorter. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, Tell your friends to Google those four words, Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. And man, do I appreciate you coming every day. I, You know what? Even if you missed yesterday, I'm really annoyed. But I appreciate you anyway. Uh, if you can, please bring someone uh, along with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And tweet to me questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on Twitter. Now... Let's start with uh, Ukraine, I suppose. Ukraine's state nuclear energy company accuses Moscow's forces of abducting two employees of the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant. Russian troops detained Director General of Ukraine's Zaporizhia nuclear power plant, Oleg Kostyukov and Oleg Oshek, uh, an assistant to the plant's director. They were seized and taken away to an unknown location. Petro Koten, head of uh, state-owned Energodom, said in a statement Saturday, Ior Marashov was arrested on his way from the nuclear facility, Europe's largest, to the town of Enerhodar at 4 p.m. on Friday. Koten said he was taken out out of the car and with his eyes blindfolded, he was driven in an uh, unknown direction. His detention by Russia jeopardizes the safety of Ukraine and Europe's largest nuclear power plant. Koten said he appealed to the chief of the uh, International Atomic Energy Agency, you know him as Rafael Grossi, to take all possible immediate actions to urgently free Murashov. I, I assume they want to free the other guy too. Uh, <clears throat> Ukraine's foreign minister will propose a formal cut in diplomatic uh, ties with Tehran after a wave of Russian attacks used, uh, using what Kiev says are Iranian main drones. Uh, foreign minister Dmitry Koliba told a news conference that Tehran bore full responsibility for the destruction in Ukraine. Koliba also added that Kiev would send an official note to Israel seeking immediate air defense supplies and cooperation. Estonian lawmakers condemned Moscow's illegal annexation of Ukrainian territory and declared Russia a terrorist regime. Estonia is the closest Baltic state to St. Petersburg, Russia. I mean, they are right on top of St. Petersburg. Like, like uh, some people in Estonia might work in, in St. Petersburg. They are so close to it. It's, uh, uh, Estonia is only about 100 miles square and could be invaded and taken over in a day by Russia. Yet they are the loudest out of the 101-seat legislature, the state the statement passed with 88 votes. Ten legislators were absent and three abstained. Uh, the statement said the Estonian parliament declares Russia a terrorist regime and that Rus- the Russian Federation a country that supports terrorism. Uh, Putin's regime, with its threats of nuclear attack, has turned Russia into the biggest danger to peace both in Europe 
and the whole world. That's what they said. Uh, They really are a tiny, tiny country there on the Baltic. They're at the mouth of the Baltic, right where uh, St. Petersburg uh, and, um, what is it, Finland, right? Finland? Yeah, Finland are. Uh, Russia and Finland. Uh, The Kremlin began posturing on the future outcome of the investigation into the Nord Stream pipeline attacks. The Kremlin said the international investigation into the blasts that damaged the Nord Stream gas pipelines under the Baltic Sea was set up with the intention of blaming Russia. A Kremlin spokespuppet, Dmitry Pesky Peskov, said that the elementary logic showed the pipeline damage was a blow to Russia's interest, adding that the investigation was conducted secretively without Moscow's involvement. In a call with reporters, Pesky Peskov said the Annex 4 regions in... uh, This is a separate section. Uh, In a call with reporters, Pesky... By the way, I should say, remember, we said that Russia would somehow try to start up Nord Stream 2 by blowing up its own pipeline. We said that. And that's what they did. uh, uh, Unconfirmed, of course. Anyway, in a call with reporters, uh, Dmitry Pesky Peskov said the Annex 4 regions in Ukraine fall under nuclear protection. More nuclear saber rattling from him. He said these territories are inalienable parts of Russian Federation and their security is provided for at the same level as the rest of Russia's territory. Uh, Pesky Peskov also said the Kremlin did not have any information about the reported use of Iranian Shahid 136 suicide drones. Drones? What drones do you speak of? I don't know anything about any Iranian drones hitting Ukrainian cities from Russian land. Uh, Peskov, Pesky Peskov said, Russian equipment with Russian nomenclature is used. All further questions should be directed to the defense ministry. So we mentioned last week that this uh, barrage from Russia was using up their arms quickly. A senior U.S. intelligence official said Russia has been using up its stock of munitions at an unsustainable rate. Avril Haines, the U.S. Director of National Intelligence, said Russian forces face a significant supply shortage, especially in precision weapons such as cruise missiles. She said international sanctions and export controls on Russia are exposing its technological weaknesses and forcing Moscow to turn to countries like Iran and North Korea for supplies and equipment, including UAVs, artillery shells, and rockets. Uh, In his nightly televised address, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky Uh, said Russia is using kamikaze drones because it is losing the war now nearing its eighth full month. He said Russia doesn't have any chance on the battlefield and it tries to compensate for its military defeats with terror. Why this terror? To put pressure on us, on Europe, on the entire world. Um, uh, And by the way, I don't know if kamikaze drones is the right term. Let's not use that term. I would prefer suicide drones. Kamikaze drones sort of 
brings Japan into the uh, into the conversation. Let's not do this, okay? Let's say suicide drones. I'm just quoting Zelensky, okay? He used the term kamikaze. Anyway, later posting on Telegram, he said at least one person had been killed in a missile attack on a residential building in the southern city of Mykolaiv. Uh, He wrote, Ukraine is under fire by occupiers. They continue to do what they do best, terrorize and kill civilians. The terrorist state will not change anything for itself with such actions. It will only confirm its destructive and murderous essence, for which it will certainly be held to account. President Volodymyr Zelensky says Russia has destroyed almost a third of Ukraine's power stations over the past week. And you know what? Referring to that, as I said, Putin wants to be Stalin and wants to starve or freeze to death 7 million Ukrainians just like Stalin did. In fact, I'm sure he wants to freeze and starve to death even more. Uh, So I saw this story yesterday. Uh, but waited for more facts about it coming uh, because it was coming out of Russia and it's car- it's hard to determine what Russia was going to say about it. I thought maybe they would say it was because um, Ukraine attacked them. But at this point, they couldn't do it because of how far away it was. At least 14 people, including three children, were killed when a Russian fighter jet crashed into the courtyard of a nine-story apartment building and exploded. In a southern Russian, uh, um, in southern Russia, across the Sea of Azov from Ukraine. That's why it couldn't be Ukraine. Otherwise, they would have blamed it on Ukraine. Uh, this was including three people who died when they jumped from the nine-story apartment building to escape the fire. It was Russia's own plane, an uh, Su-34 bomber, whose crew had bailed out just before. The defense ministry said the uh, supersonic jet was on a training flight and was seen with a fire in one engine before a blast and fireball engulfed the building in the city of Yeshk. Uh, Russian forces reportedly carried out new air attacks on Ukrainian energy facilities, causing several explosions in an area north in northern Kiev. Uh, that is home to a thermal power station. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Kirillo Timoshenko, deputy head of the uh, presidential office, said there had been three Russian attacks on an unspecified energy facility. Uh, Mayor uh, Sergei Sukhomlin said on Facebook an air attack left the northern city of Zaitomir without water and electricity supplies. Another Russian missile struck an apartment building in the Ukrainian port city of Mykolaiv. Uh, the Russian military said it had recaptured territory in eastern Kharkiv region of Ukraine, uh, the first gain since Moscow forces were pushed back in a rapid counteroffensive. Uh, the defense ministry said units of the Russian army during offensive operations captured the village of Gorobivka in the Kharkiv region. Uh, We're going to move on. Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the rest of the world. Britain's new prime minister, Liz Truss, is flailing like Donald Trump in December and January. 
She apologized for uh, December. Well, like Donald Trump is flailing right now. <laughs> uh, she apologized for making mistakes after the new chancellor, Jeremy Hunt, junked almost all of her tax cutting plans to stabilize market turmoil which were not there to stabilize. They were to make rich people richer. Uh, She said that her uh, premiership, now one month old, hasn't been perfect. Boy, is that an understatement. (laughs) But she had fixed mistakes, and she said it would uh, have been irresponsible not to change course. She is trying to stop from being tossed out like yesterday's garbage. In an interview with the BBC... She said, I remain committed to the vision, but we will have to deliver that in a different way. I, I, you know, I see this as meaning she will have to cut taxes on, uh, on the uh, for the rich in an underhanded way and sneak the Tory agenda in austerity. This came right after Hunt announced that near, uh, nearly all of the tax cuts announced at last month's mini-budget would be scrapped. Uh, the reversals have prompted some of uh, Tory uh, uh, members of Parliament to, uh, they call them MPs, which is kind of confusing if I say MPs, because we think of MPs as military police. No, not military police. Tories, MPs, members of Parliament, uh, to talk privately about how Ms. Truss could be rejected from office, despite party rules preventing a formal uh, formal leadership challenge for a year. The committee's treasurer has confirmed a rule change is possible, but suggested probably 60 or 70 percent of the party's uh, members of parliament would have to support the move. Tactics reportedly under consideration, including... Uh, include submitting no-confidence letters and a bid to force party bosses into a rule change or changing the rules to allow members of parliament to bypass party members and pick a new leader themselves. Five of the PM's own, uh, um, the the prime minister's own members of parliament have uh, called publicly. Uh, You know how that reads for me? And it's hard to get get through it. Five of the PM's own MPs have called publicly on her to resign, (laughs) with others briefing journalists that they think her time in office is up. This is members of her own party, the Tories, right? So, yet another, another day, yet another investigation of fraud by Donald Trump. One thing for sure, Trump is a genius for the grift. Uh, According to documents released by the House Oversight Committee yesterday, the Trump Organization charged the Secret Service excessively nightly excessively high nightly rates on dozens of trips as high as $1,185 per night. Despite claims by the... uh, This is for their stays at locations. Despite claims by the former president's company that federal employees traveling with him would stay at those properties for free or at cost. The panel's chair, uh, New York Democratic uh, uh, Democratic Representative Carolyn Maloney, and you know her, she's been in the news quite a bit, wrote in a letter to the Secret Service uh, director yesterday, the exorbitant rates charged to the Secret Service and agents, frequent a- agencies, agencies, frequent 
stays at Trump-owned properties raise significant concerns about the former president's self-dealing and may have resulted in taxpayer-funded windfall for former President Trump's struggling businesses. Charging his protective detail for lodging at his own properties was a controversial practice uh, when Trump was in office and has continued in his post-presidency. You mean Secret Service agents are being charged to stay at Mar-a-Lago? Really? Wow. And, And exorbitant fees as well, way beyond what they're supposed to be charged. Maloney also notes that her committee has still been seeking a full accounting of the Secret Service's expenditures at Trump-owned properties for more than two years, but still has not received complete information on nightly rates or the total amount the agency spent, which appears to exceed $1.4 million of taxpayer money. In a statement, Eric Trump said that any services rendered Uh, to the United States Secret Service or other government agencies at Trump-owned hotels were at their request request and were either provided at cost, heavily discounted, or for free. Which is a lying, what a lying liar would say. (laughs) The committee said the Trump Organization charged the Secret Service more than the government rate at least 40 times from January 2017 to September 2021. One of those times was in March 2017 when the Trump Organization charged a nightly rate of $1,160 to stay at the Trump Hotel in Washington, D.C. to protect Eric Trump, who was promoting a golf tournament at the Trump National Golf Club. Why are we, why are we paying for private uh, 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 for, for private events? This has nothing to do with with uh, with the government. Why are we paying for that? According to the General Services Administration website, the per diem rate was $242 in March 2017 in Washington, D.C. That's how much they're supposed to pay. No more than that. They actually should be paying less. Secret Service uh, spokesman Anthony Guglielmi said, safeguarding our protectees is part of the agency's zero-fail mission and our absolute highest priority. Protective details must always be within arm's reach of a protective uh, 24 hours a day, and that requires us to travel to where they travel. So he didn't deny anything. In other words, I'm sure the investigation will learn more in the coming weeks, and Trump will be given a bill if not charged Uh, for fraud, which would be much better, in my opinion. So, on Mar-a-Lago, more is going on. An employee at Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort, seen on security camera footage, moving boxes that have become part of the key part of the FBI's ongoing investigation into Trump's handling of presidential records, is a former White House culinary worker. He was a cook or something. Maybe he was a server. I don't know. I'm assuming he's the one on the affidavit that the warrant for Mar-a-Lago was based on. I could be wrong. Walt Nauta, who served as a White House culinary employee from 2012 to 2021, 
according to his service record, told investigators that the former president directed him to move the boxes to a different location as the federal investigation was underway. They knew it was coming, and he, uh, Trump knew it was coming, and Trump told him to move the boxes. Nauta, a native of Guam, is now a witness in the Justice Department probe. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, Trump hasn't exactly endorsed a Democratic, uh, a Democratic, uh, excuse me, a Debra- Democratic uh, candidate in Colorado, but he might as well have. Democratic. Michael Bennett has been in office since 2009 as senator for Colorado. Uh, Their terms are every six years, so he is up for re-election this November. He is being challenged by Republican Joe O'Day. On Sunday's CNN State of the Union, O'Day said he didn't think Trump should run in 2024. And that wasn't the only anti-Republican thing he did. Earlier in the race, O'Day alienated some of his own party by expressing support for same-sex marriage and abortion rights in the first 20 weeks. After that, you got to remember, O'Day, though he's running as a Republican, he's in what's seen as a blue state, even though much of it is red. It's seen as a blue state because most of the population is in the blue areas. So he has to act as a centrist to get elected. This isn't his fault. if If I'm talking to you and you're a Republican right now, this isn't his fault. He has to act as a centrist to get elected there. Anyway, After he said uh, support for same-sex marriage and abortion rights in the first 20 weeks, after that, Republicans started endorsing the uh, far-right libertarian candidate. Trump went to his social media account yesterday to respond to O'Day's statement uh, on Sunday. He said, there's this rhino character, and I I saw the, the, um, I don't don't belong to uh, uh, True Social, but if you Google uh, Google Trump uh, and put part of the um, what he said in there, it will pop up on a regular uh, internet search. He said, "There's this rhino character in the great state of Colorado, Joe O'Day, that is running against the incumbent Democrat for the United States Senate, who is having a good old time, saying that he wants to distance himself from President Trump." And other slightly nasty things. Uh, okay. Jeez, will you stop talking about yourself with the third person, you moron? Anyway, Trump went on. He should look at the economy, inflation, energy independence, defeating ISIS, the strongest ever border, great trade deals, and much more before he speaks. MAGA doesn't vote for stupid people with big mouths. Good luck, Joe. Well, at least he told him good luck. <laughs> he should put that on his website. Trump told me, good luck. <laughs> That's what he should put on his website. O'Day should put on his website. O'Day issued a statement saying, I'm a construction guy, not a politician. President Trump is entitled to his opinion, but I'm my own man and I'll call it like I see it. Another Biden Trump election will tear this country apart. DeSantis, uh, Rick Scott, Pompeo, uh, he didn't say Rick Scott, he said Scott, Pompeo or Haley would be better choices. 
These elections should be focused on Joe Biden's failures. Uh, supercharged inflation, a, bro- a broken border, rampant crime, a war on American uh, energy, not a rehash of 2020. America needs to move forward. And I'm sure Trump will react to that. We'll see what happens today. So cracks in the world support of Israel? Could that be happening? Finally, at some point, we talked about Jerusalem as the capital of Israel when it, uh, uh, before it was um, uh, um, uh, the West Bank, or what you call it on the West Bank. Anyway, uh, finally, like I said, in December 2017, Trump announced that the U.S. would recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and ordered the planning of the relocation of Israel's, oh, that's right, Tel Aviv, of Israel's uh, U.S. Ambas- uh, uh, embassy, from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Other countries followed. People were furious over this psychotic move because they were saying way back when, for for decades they've been saying, Jerusalem would be the final decision in any negotiation for peace because it was so sensitive. Other countries followed. People were furious over the psychotic move, but maybe things are changing. The Australian government has reversed a decision by its predecessor to recognize West Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. And now Israel's government is upset. Australian Foreign Minister Penny Wong reaffirmed Canberra's previous and long-standing position on Israel in a briefing earlier today, emphasizing, which means it happened yesterday sometime, which... Uh, um, emphasizing the new Labour government's unwavering support both for Israel and the Palestinian people. I, by the way, those people who claim Palestine, Pal, uh, Palestine is not a, uh, a government, is not a legitimate government because they've never had money. They're lying. You can Google Palestinian note uh, and images, Google images of a Palestinian note, and you will see it. Palestine has had money in the past. Oh, man, I'm so sick of it. People argue, and they argue, and they, and they give false statements to back up their argument, and then you call them out, and they say, uh, uh, well, so what? I still believe it anyway. <laughs> anyway, Wong said, Australia is committed to a two-state solution in which Israel and future Palestinian uh, state coexist in peace and security within internationally recognized borders. We will not support an approach that undermines this prospect. Prime Minister Yair Lapid said, in light of the way in which this decision was made in Australia, as a hasty response to an incorrect report in the media, we can only hope that the Australian government manages other matters more seriously and profoundly. That was sort of an insult. Uh, but nobody knows what incorrect, incorrect report in the media he was referring to. Nobody knows. News media are like, what are you talking about? You know? Anyway. Time to call out a Democrat. I know. It's got to happen sometimes. It's time to call out, you ready for this? Barack Obama. Yes, I know. Shocking, right? Uh, In December 2015, Obama agreed to lift a 40-year-old ban 
on crude oil exports as part of his $1.1 trillion spending and taxation bill, uh, which removed uh, some tax breaks to oil companies. That's why he did it. Uh, The original law came in 1975, two years after the oil crisis began. Gas prices nearly doubled from 39 cents a gallon to 59 cents a gallon before the law was passed. That was in a very short period, like 18 months. Um, Oil drilled in the U.S. on federal land would stay in the U.S. Barack Obama gave a huge gift to the oil industry when he passed this law. That gift would do three things. Since oil can go to the world market, production would increase, which undermines climate goals. It would also drive up prices, enriching oil companies. And since oil would make up more, make more on the open market, there was no reason for it to stay in the U.S., which would limit supply. It did those three things. Suddenly, the U.S. has to deal with world markets and OPEC for its price. There were some back in 2015 who saw this coming. So, a report published yesterday makes the case that recent events have vindicated opponents of the industry-led repeal effort as gas prices rise and fossil fuel corporations celebrate record profits, some doubling or almost tripling profits in one year. Uh, The report released by consumer advocacy group Public Citizen says the Russian invasion of Ukraine has made clear that the boom in U.S. production and exports has not removed Americans from wild swings of energy markets. Uh, That's what they claim the, uh, the change would do in 2015. Indeed. With the U.S. economy now more tightly interlinked with global energy markets, consumers are even even more vulnerable to the international supply shocks and punishing price swings. The new report details how the U.S. has gone from exporting nearly zero liquefied natural gas to becoming the world's largest natural gas exporter. Oil and gas companies have sold their products for higher prices in foreign countries than they could domestically, uh, which has limited supplies and raised the price. Report author Alan Zeibel said, Over the past decade, the fossil fuel energy has reoriented itself to prioritize profits from consumers overseas, jacking up prices for American consumers while putting the climate uh, climate at peril, exploiting public lands, and leaving marginalized Gulf Coast communities in the lurch. The Biden administration must start thinking seriously about ways to gauge whether exports are in the public interest and start making the interests of frontline communities, public lands, and the climate a much higher priority. That's what he said. And that means Biden has to call out Obama for signing this law. Is he going to do that? Because of Russia, no matter what we drill for, it will end up going to the to Europe, driving up fuel prices here in America. U.S. crude oil exports have surged, with roughly 29% of production going overseas in the first half of this year. That doubled last year. I think it was 17%, something like that. I'll get to that in a second. Did I say that? No, I didn't say that. Uh, It was uh, 17% last year. Uh, 
uh, 29% going overseas in the first half of this year. Seven years ago, all that would have stayed in the United States. Energy exports have about doubled each year, except during uh, COVID. Uh, Meanwhile, natural gas prices will jump nearly 30% this year in the United States. Isn't that something? So, finally, Biden launched the uh, student loan uh, debt forgiveness program over the weekend in beta, uh, beta form, and it was fully beta form, and it was fully up and running yesterday when he formally launched it. Uh, and he got up and he did a speech and he said, oh, you can do this in about five minutes. Uh, and it'll cancel up to 20000 in federal loans for some borrowers. Uh, borrowers who make less than $125,000 a year, $250,000 for couples, are eligible to have up to $10,000 in federal student loans forgiven, while recipients of federal Pell Grants are eligible for up to $20,000 in forgiveness. The Biden program will impact an estimated 40 million people uh, uh, in the United States, U.S. borrowers, uh, um, uh, college graduates in the United States. I guess, I don't know if they need to be graduates, maybe even uh, before they graduate. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Tuesday, October 18th, 2022. Uh, Tuesday, October 18th, 2022. I truly appreciate you so much. Uh, Bring someone with you today or tomorrow, if you could. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles. Mm -hmm.